calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Welcome back, Quest fans, to your one-stop shop for action and adventure. This week, we've seen the Sons of Starlight go toe-to-toe with the Snake Men of the Nethysars. We've seen the extra planar intrigue and banishment by the Barrelful with the Blue Flame ascending. But the quest in motion buzzing on everyone's lips is the jaw-dropping behemoth that swallowed the newcomers, the Mortal Dawn, like a mid-desert dessert, caught live on Quadron Monitor. I tell you, Kip, it's a real shame to see such a promising team of young heroes be brought low before their prime. Hell of a way to go, too. I mean, the worm got a wagon full of meat and a Mortal Dawn chaser. Breathless Sands have been known to house a few face worms, your run-of-the-mill purple worm, but I've never seen something quite like this. At least nobody's gonna be paying for a burial. <laughs> Not so fast, Storm. I've gotten word from HQ that we're still receiving signal from the Mortal Dawn's monitor. Reginald419 is putting out a weak signal, but we're boosting our receivers and bringing you live coverage of what's inside. Get a bucket, folks, because the following may be hard to see. So the mortal dawn has been consumed into darkness, and you remain in darkness until you hear a sound, a small voice in the distance, some kind of hovering and humming in the air. Wake up. Wake up. Why are you still unconscious? Wake up. You return to consciousness in a dark, damp cavern, lying in a shallow pool of liquid that tingles and burns your skin. Around you there are piles of debris, broken crates, barrels, piles of rocks, bricks and damp sand, and various bits of metal. The walls are moist, slippery and textured like pruned skin. The air, smelling of rotted wood and decay, is thick and difficult to breathe. And above you there is only darkness and a strange rumbling noise. On the far side of the cavern, past piles of waste and debris, there is a small opening that seems to lead outward into a smaller passage. It curves out of sight. And Reginald... 419 is hovering in the air around you, like looking over your bodies, laying down, having been unconscious for some indetermined amount of time. Uh, and as you come to, he's hovering about me like, Wake up, wake up, this is not entertaining. I cannot monitor you if you're sleeping. We are on a mission. My head. Where are we? And as you all get up, you realize you're a little bit battered and bruised from your descent. Uh, mechanically, as the skill challenge evened out, you have all lost one hit die that you could use for short recovery, but you're not down any hit points except for ones you lost in the fight. Um, and as you're looking around in this cavern, as I described, it's just darkness way up above. RTM can see further into it than the rest of you, but it does ascend quite a great distance. Um, there's debris and broken stuff everywhere. You see what looks like probably a small part of the wagon, like a wheel that looks familiar, but there's others. There's 
a great deal of broken wagons all around and things like parts of walls, bricks, um, barrels that have been shattered open. And there's no sign of the crates or the horses that your wagon was getting pulled by. I felt something when we were fighting. I felt this, uh, this darkness, this hungry thing surrounding us. I think that's what we're inside of now. I felt something too. Mm-hmm. It, it was alive. The... Uh, I've never been eaten by giant thing. We're only still tales throughout the, throughout our childhood. Mm-hmm. No, don't go out into the dark of caves. You'll be eaten by giant thing. I, I think they're lying. I never imagined I'd be eaten in giant open desert with sunlight <laughs> everywhere. And uh, Reginald does vanish. He just wanted you guys to wake up so he could continue doing his job of monitoring you. Um, and those of you, uh, most of you have a pretty decent passive perception. You're aware every now and then of this small fluttering from up above, like 80, 100 feet up. Artyom, you just get a glimpse at the range of your dark sight of kind of like large bat creatures that are just sort of flittering from wall to wall. Uh, for the record, my devil's sight invocation gives me 120 foot dark vision as well. Thank you for the reminder. I wouldn't yeah. have known that. So you too can see these uh, like fluttering bats. They don't seem to be interfering. They're just kind of going from wall to wall and then landing. Someone with magic make a light. I cast light on your sword. This is Artyom's thing. Yeah. I cast light on everybody's weapon and one like side item as needed. Okay. And the chamber is now filled with this 20 foot radius of light coming from each of you with a chosen item that you would wish to use. I poke Arvid. Hey, can we... Uh... Eat this? I point to the wall. What? Can you eat this? It's a living thing. I'm assuming perhaps underneath there's some kind of meat? I, I usually don't eat... Th- I usually don't eat the walls, yeah. Um, it is animal. We are a giant monster. I'm I think this is a- more your territory. What if you can ter- eat it or not. Fine, I cut open, I cut open a chunk <laughs> of the wall. Okay, as your blade sinks in, it's like thick, thick leather. Like a foot thick. And it does leave a bit of a mar as it cuts down. And as you cut down, it slowly starts to seal back up. So I answer to do that is no... <laughs> that you was think really you, gross. You think you could like, you think you could like shave like some membrane or something off the top, but it seems to regenerate very quickly. I'm going to take a taste of the wound that I had with the poison. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I identify the poison? Yeah, for sure. With advantage because I got that taste test. Uh, hey, luckily I didn't get the one. I got the uh, 19. Yeah, um, it's just a very simple one-use contact poison. You think it's the kind that's normally kept in the sheath of a weapon, good for one stab, then it needs to be reapplied. No standing uh, no standing effects or anything like that? No, nope, it was just kind of a nasty burn. It has like kind of a after-effect of tingly numbness in the mm-hmm. arm, but you've been probably unconscious for an hour or two, so it's mostly gone. As I'm wrapping it up, I'm just like, this is what I get for trying to be cool. Speaking of um, their daggers and their sheaths, did their bodies get eaten too? There's no sign of the bodies ah, of the bandits. No looting allowed. And I also have questions. So uh, I had the reins when we were swallowed. Mm-hmm. Do I still have the reins? No. Dang. Where's my dog? And Marty's about. Oh, Where's you? my dog? <laughs> dog. Uh, yeah, you like flip over a barrel and he's like curled up underneath kind of sleeping. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Good boy. Well, that'll be fun to edit. Were we asleep, <laughs> Were we asleep for, uh, for a long time? or Hard to gauge, but you're guessing at least more than an hour. Okay, so short rest? If you'd like. Yeah, I took nine damage. I'm going to go ahead and use up one of my boys. Sure. And there is, again, lots of... There, while there's not necessarily debris from your wagon or the crates, there is some stuff, like, around. Perhaps we can just stay here. Give it a little time. I'm bleeding pretty bad, and there's an awful lot of poison in my veins. Uh, I think that 
that's a good plan, but we really need to know where the yeah. crates are. I'm going to start taking boxes from the wagons and things like that, whatever mm-hmm. I can, to make a platform so that we're not in acid. <laughs> and, and then, like, just kind of plop down. Certainly. And you feel like the longer you guys are in here with these lights shining about, you're starting to agitate these creatures that are flying around above you. They seem to not respond well to the light. I'm just going to snap and everything goes dark. In the dark, Haruthax's eyes glow like a luminescent green, the way that my... my uh, official art does mm, cool yes mine just look like cat eyes when you like with a weird flashing <laughs> neato but yeah you, it seems like your presence the light definitely helped them not get agitated but for being here for a long time you think they're they're starting to move closer and inspect okay um, does anyone want to do a quick look around uh yes chris would like to do an investigation yeah please you're good at that natural 20 plus four wow um so you actually this is perfect um constantly have this sort of inner sonic energy that just sort of exists reverberating within you and as you're kind of doing a pass around looking over some of the goods of whatever's in these wrecked barrels and things like that there's a lot of just garbage things that have been deteriorated melted away even the bottoms of the crates and barrels are somewhat mushy like they've been in a very mild acid for a long time but you do find a glinting glass sphere that was kind of up tucked into the corner of a crate and it looks like it's a regular healing potion and uh continuing your investigation you find closer, like, up against the wall, tucked up under the driver's seat. Um, your instinct just tells you there's something in there, and you feel the resonance of a, something crystalline, and you open up there's a bag of gems. Oh. And the last thing that you spy before the lights got snuffed was there near the door, like, there's an exit that kind of curves out from this weird cylindrical chamber. Um, there is a very finely made woman's shoe, high heel. It could be her friends. It does look familiar. <laughs> um, so after doing all this he immediately goes back to Artyom and it's like uh, you might you might be able to use this use what oh sure nice it's not so bad like try to fit it on <laughs> not the shoe the potion so unfortunately the shoe does not quite fit your foot you are not the same size as Dallas or the Black Viper he's a very very slender man um, you've got big strong working feet you have very <laughs> dainty dancers feet I meant the healing potion but it does look good on you yeah. I like how you like, I found some valuable things. There's a healing potion, a bag of gems. He's like, oh, a shoe. Cool. (laughs) You did say you needed a heal. (laughs) (laughs) This is bad. Fantastic. Uh, So, um, sounds like Artyom has erected himself a little bit of a, a kind of a cobbled together wooden bed to be rised up out of the acid being pretty pretty injured himself and having blown a lot of his magic god energy so it will say that a herathax and arvid are going to do just a quick check around um not venturing too far uh, while the two of you remain behind and kind of hold down this area and get a little bit of rest can i before we go too far um i've been meaning to test that that talk to animals spell what's it even called talk to animals speak with animals speak yeah. with animals oh yeah i want to use it on the puppy and ask him if he uh, if he te- he remembers the smell of the horses or the cart and can discover anything oh that's great i'd never thought of that in this module that's so good <laughs> that is my head exploding so you're going to do it as a ritual so you don't burn a spell slot that sounds good and we got somebody resting mm-hmm. so yeah you spend 10 minutes just like looking into to Morty's eyes and he's just kind of like playfully like staring at you like waiting for whatever you're about to do or say and I need to think of a fucking voice for Morty now so what do you what do you say to Morty to get him to talk and once you realize the spell has taken effect there's just like this level of connection between you and the pup Morty yeah do you remember when we fell down before that there were horses and a cart yeah the big big horses yeah okay are they still nearby <laughs> no no I stink stink mm-hmm 
I smell them. You sm- smell what? Wait, wait, you smell them? They were here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you find them? Mm, stink. Too much. Too strong. Too strong. Mm, burns. Oh, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> uh, what? What about the chests? The meat. No. Meat? There's meat. Where's meat? <laughs> gets around. You don't think he ever detected the meat? The magical seal on the crate probably kept them odor-free. Probably for the best. Yeah. Are we gonna go? It's time. Gonna uh, play. Everyone ready? Can I cast guidance on the dog? <laughs> yeah. To see cast it, it on whoever you want. To see if it helps him smell the horses without... Sure. I attempt this. All right. Um, we're going to do a little sniff check for Morty just to see what level of understanding he has on the current smellosphere. <laughs> um, and I will add that D4 on because he rolled fucking super good. Uh, Morty got a 27. Wow. <laughs> um, he says, they were here. They dragged away. He, he like sniffs at the hallway and he says... Bad, bad. Arvid, not too far. Artyom took some damage. You and I can scout ahead a bit, but let's not wander too far away. Okay, and it sounds like Morty may have found something. Mm -hmm. And he will lead you just a little bit into this curving hallway um, that kind of exits this huge conical chamber. Um, And you enter this kind of long passageway, and the the walls are very spongy and a deep purple color. Mm. Um, They feel almost like dry to the touch. And when you step into them or press your hand against them, they get like this sponginess, almost like a small amount of liquid seeps out that tingles your fingers. Mm. Um, and the passage seems to go for quite a long ways. Cool. Um, so yeah. you guys are going to scout ahead a little bit. I am going to roll something on a sleeping chart. I will modify the numbers based on the fact that it's only a four-hour rest as opposed to a full eight-hour rest. Cool. And I was not really... I was standing guard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're also like counting these gems and like appraising them. You'll probably get to figure out their value if you spend some time with them. Okay. Um, so while you two are resting, you're just kind of sitting up and looking at your gems and keeping an eye on RTM as he just like completely passes out from this heavy poison and damage that he's taken. When he puts his head, it's literally head goes down and he's already snoring. That's so impressive. <laughs> um, there is a period during this four hours that some of these strange creatures fly down and do like some kind of swoops. They seem like they're kind of posturing and threatening, but not actually brave enough to interfere with your rest. And you can kind of like create a little bit of like cantrip magic to sort of spook them off if they get too close because they don't like the light. Mm-hmm. And as they get close, you see they have like lamprey mouths like oh. that wrap all the way around and they're like hairless bats with these like pale white leathery wings. Um, and Morty leads you guys in for a little ways. And as you get further into this cavern, moving very slowly, making sure that you're not uh, stepping into anything too dangerous, um, there are these large pustule like globs like stuck to the floor and stuck to the walls, just hundreds of them all around the place. Um, and you can like walk around them, but they just sort of like shift and they're they're very mucusy. They have like foam around the bases of them. And they line the walls, the floor, and the ceiling. And Morty does not like them. He doesn't he thinks says they smell sewer, but no. <laughs> Stink. Arthax, should we go further? Maybe not without everyone else. Let's make sure the area is secure for them and not wander off too much. Yeah. So you get a sense that uh much further would probably be a little too far. You'd have to start navigating through these mucus blobs. And uh you head back having navigated a good like couple hundred feet of cavern before you get to anything with that interesting. yeah we definitely don't want to get lost in here and separated so no luckily there's no winding passages no no turns left or right that you could have taken in the wrong way and you return to the chamber and after a little time rtm wakes up feeling much better um again these large bat creatures are just like, like kind of getting agitated now so and you realize that uh the value of the gems that you found is right around uh 15 gold does chris feel anything particular about any of the gems in there or are they just kind of they're just a form of alcaran currency um okay. you've seen them before but also you you know have kind of a resonant energy that crystals definitely 
jive with gems in particular. And uh, yeah, you're all back awake and feeling a lot better. Ugh. Does that mean we all get a long rest then? Or he just took a four hour one, which is what he needs as an elf. So good morning, Darkshine. <laughs> That's cute. This is better than sleeping in cave, but not by much. Hmm. Yeah, the smell's getting to you. Very, very acritic. <sighs> is that the word? Acrid. Acrid. I don't know acrid. why I said acritic. Let's, let's Everybody's acritic. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> acidic and acrid all yeah, at the same time. I guess so. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's where that came from. Well, sorry for everybody having to wait for me. But let's go. I think, I think I'm ready. T- did you have any dreams? Hey, it's uh, meditation, not so much with sleep. It's more like, uh, hey, so it's kind of all dreaming, but guided dreaming is complicated and not very interesting. It's very loud meditation. The. <laughs> the the very special snore meditation. <laughs> I've never been particularly good at the, uh, the the sitting and the patient waiting. It's not so good. Yeah. No one likes listening to trance. I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> sleeping. I was just resting my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, nobody um, likes listening to trance. <laughs> <laughs> that was not true for me in high school, but. <laughs> Um, so the group uh, leaves the conical chamber of having what you feel was a very good investigation of the area. Um, no sign of the crate sparrows or any of that or the horses, but the dog has informed you that it's the horses were here and it smells like they got drug away. Um, so you continue down the long passage with the kind of spongy walls and the huge mucusy globules and you kind of have to start weaving between them as you continue on. You Again, there's no left or right passages. It's a very straight shot. I'm going to have everyone roll me a perception check. All right. I can't Ooh. see anything in here. 14. 14? Total of 20. Total of 20. 8 and 4 is 12. It is indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I can do math. Very good. And I will just roll one for Morty because he's sniffing along as he goes. But it's very difficult in here because there's a lot of weird smells that he's not used to. Um, so you're all continuing passing along the chamber. Um, are you continuing to use a light source or are you traveling with you two guiding in the darkness? I'd just guide in the darkness. Especially after seeing that those little bastards get all worked up about it. Certainly. Yeah, at so least you- until we get out of that chamber. Yeah, certainly. Um, so you two are currently not able to see very totally well. Totally blind. Who's actually, holding my hand? I'm actually going to cast light on her blade mm-hmm. and have her sheath it. So if the time comes, it's able to be drawn and lit, lit up. Yeah. So there's just like little pinholes of light coming out of your scabbard. Same with you. you I'm assuming you have like a dagger or something? Yes. Yeah, I'll do the yeah. same for you. Cool. Sounds good. Um, but with your 20, uh, you are aware that as you guys are carefully stepping around, what you're guessing is probably slightly acidic moduli globule thingies because uh that's everything else you've encountered liquid wise down here um you hear a kind of slurping sucking sound coming from both in front and behind you in this cavern and you hone in your focus and realize that some of these things like one out of every 20 is slowly slurping along the wall and moving towards the group the globules the globules themselves most of them are inactive, but you notice that a few of them are starting to follow you, and a couple of the ones ahead are slowly, it's almost unnoticeable. They're just sliding forward along the ceilings and the walls. Some of these pustules are alive. Everything here is alive. Alive? What? Um, at that point, I'm going to unsheathe my sword because I need to see. Yeah, and it does indeed light up a good area of this cavern, and you realize that some of the things hanging up above you, like these drippy, mucusy stalagmites, are beginning to drop. And uh, we will roll initiative. <laughs> I've seen curveballs throw quests off track, Kip, but I have never seen an escort quest turn into an intestinal treasure hunt before. The professional in me wants to call for interference, but the thrill seeker in me wants to see how this plays out. One thing's for certain, Storm, it's gonna be dangerous, it's gonna be slippery, and it's gonna be brought to the safety of your home via Scrying Crystal, courtesy of the Nexus Enterprise, leaders in adventure entertainment. 
Ever since I got out of the dungeons, I've wanted to redeem myself. Joining the City Watch took hard work, commitment. When you have a past like mine, it's easy to stand out, but hard to rise above. Busting the heads of criminals is pretty therapeutic. Cleaning up these crime-filled streets helps me sleep at night. That is until I learned how deep the corruption really ran. He's a chaotic good cop in a lawful evil world. Half human, half orc, all justice. Mean Streets with Brick John McStrong. Tuesdays on the Nexus Enterprise. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story. Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it's your DM Law. I hope you're enjoying this chapter of the League of Ultimate Questing. For this chapter, I'm running a module that I recently published called Cult of the Maw through the Archives Publishing Group. If you want to get your hands on a copy of your own, you can visit DriveThruRPG and search for Cult of the Maw. It will contain some spoilers for the following episodes, but if you like the setting and want to run it for your friends, you can get your hands on the PDF and bring the action to your own table. It includes some downloads for some great colored maps, perfect for printing or using in online gaming platforms. Stay tuned for updates because we have a beautiful set of custom Cult of the Ma 2D miniatures that will be included with future bundles made by printable heroes. A full module, maps, miniatures, and a full chapter of your favorite adventure entertainment D&D podcast will hopefully make Cult of the Ma a module like no other. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great adventure. Strength, dexterity, constitution. These are the foundations of a healthy adventuring body. Maximize your core stats by exercising your core. Work your abs, arms, lower back, and legs. Buff your mods in just 10 minutes a day with the new Andesian Dex and Flex. With the weight training power of Dwarven Full Plate, but the agility toning flexibility of an Elven Longbow. Just 10 easy payments of 29 drac gets you the cutting edge Andesian Dex and Flex. Dern Good Grubs lose weight through Ale and Steak Diet Cookbook. Alchemically enhanced vitamin supplements, nine-page instructional manual, and a Dexinflex tank top to show off your min-maxed bod. The Andesian Dexinflex. Your friends will think you rolled stats alone. So they're going to just kind of take you by surprise. So as the light of the blade comes out and fills the area, that is when they just sort of as quickly as they can pounce as much as a ball of boogers can. Um, but More they, like flounce. Sort of. It's a very flubbery Robin Williams scenario. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they kind of just let go of the ceiling. Some of them like roll forward and all of them are just going to come in at one of you. Um, so you can go ahead and slide their little minis up to be in base contact with each of you. 
It's and I will roll on the last one to see if it goes for Morty. So they're going to make their little gooey gooey attacks with their pseudopods. And the one at Artyom, pretty good. A total of 20. Woof, that's a hit. That's I cocked the D6. I was going to say, that's cocked. <laughs> Amazing. Four points of acid damage. Radical. The one coming in at Herothox gets a 14. That is my AC with Mage Armor. Fantastic. Six points of acid reduced to three because you're a Black Dragonborn. Yerp. The one coming in at Crist. Where were these rolls during the bandits? Like, right. <laughs> for fuck's sake, these are boogers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a hit with a 19. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a hit. Two points of acid damage to Crist. No. And Morty. The mortal dog also gets hit. And he takes three points of acid. I actually think Morty has the most hit points of the party. I was actually just about to ask, how many HP does Morty have? 34. Yeah. What? He's a dire mastiff. Jesus. He's built off the dire wolf stat block with some of the doggy traits. Um, so the, they all just fall on you in surprise and their, their slaps and their hissing little pseudopods sting and leave these poisony, nasty feels against your skin. That makes it Harothax. I think um, Harothax will pull out their quarterstaff and green sort of shadow energy will infuse it so that it, it just leaves this trail of like sort of swinging green shadow behind it mm-hmm. and cast shillelagh on the quarterstaff. Baller. And then just double hand whack the the nearest one that attacked me. Very good. Actually, no, I'm going to attack the one that attacked Artyom because it's right next to me too. And I'm not super worried about the acid damage. And it's worse for him than it is for Haruthax. I like what I'm hearing. Let's see a d20 roll. Can we just say that I hit? <laughs> Do I need to roll? There's a chance we could say that. How about a 13? Yes, okay. very much so. Please. Four magic damage. Hey, that's not nothing. And as you slap into it, just like this like reverberating like jiggle, jiggle of mucusy energy, um, it definitely felt the blow. Like a little bits of it like squirted out when you made the impact. All right. And that makes it Artyom's turn. Marvelous. Um, I am very excited because Sacred Flame is a dex roll. <laughs> so I'm guessing these guys aren't uh, aren't exactly the most dodgy of fuckers. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually just going to be like uh, frantically look around. Ah, oh, shit! Light, light, light. I look over at the at uh, Arvid's sword, butted to me, and I reach out to it and pull the light out of it into a concentrated heat and mm-hmm. just kind of drop it on the thing. Definitely. And it's going to make its dex save. I got a three. That's, uh, well, hold on. Let me check that now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pass. Uh, so it's 1d8. This is the same one that attacked you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, he just hit one, right? Yeah, the one that attacked you. Cool, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to whittle him down here. Very much so. That's 1d8 radiant damage. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Seven. Hey. So this one lights up like a little like lava lamp. You can see like the undulating liquid inside glow and it starts to like bubble and boil away. Smaller in size, but still present as a foe. Would you like to move or stay between the boogers? Um, I don't like being in between boogers. Few do. Yikes. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay. So that makes it Chris's turn. Chris, uh, kind of disoriented, uh, looks over and sees a weird, gross thing attacking Morty. And he's like, leave Morty alone! <laughs> Is that better? That's beautiful. Thank you. Chris, always soft voice until you fuck with the animals. Leave Morty Basically. alone! Leave Morty the fuck alone. 
I got a very bad deck save for Frostbite. What? Oh, I know. It so actually did something. So roll a d6 for me, please. Awesome. The sentient Gak didn't get a good freaking deck save. It's a three. It's a three. Hey, that's half and then, as good as you could have. And a disadvantage on its next roll. It does indeed, and I'm going to make a note on enzyme number three that it has disadvantage for its next attack, and that makes it Arvid's turn. You have a glowing blade in your hand. The blade light was sucked away, and it's now kind of floating around inside of this undulous little googer. 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 <laughs> <laughs> boy. Um, yeah, so let's uh, go for a hit on the one that's near Harithax. I think I have to take like a five-foot step to get there. That's true. Okay. Um, so I'm not going to rage, guys, because I'm not sure it requires it, and I think I only have one more today. I don't believe, based on examination, that this situation requires a rage. <laughs> don't you want to? The necessary prerequisites have not been met. That <laughs> Your application to rage has been denied. <laughs> All right, let's see the attack roll using the big, big. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a natural. So, that's going to be 3d6, 4d6. I'm just going to do 4d6. I like it better that way. And this plus 3, because you're not raging. 15 points plus, you said plus 3? Plus 3. 18. 18. 18. And that one does not die, but it's so close. Like, you, you cleave through it and it explodes out on each side leaving just kind of like a wake but there's like still a small little undulous bit like stuck to your sword that's like climbing towards your hand is all the splatter glowing uh it's not glowing no the, the glow from your sword was pulled by artium into the other one. Oh, not that one, not yeah, the one you, I hit. you attacked the non-glow boy the non okay. the Next non-bright time. juicy lad Next time. yes but you nearly one shot that one so it was definitely worth spreading the damage out on that one nat will make it their turn um, the one that is stuck to your sword is just going to squirmy slimmer its way up to your wrists. Uh, that is a no-no. Um, that's a miss. So it's just kind of batting at you, but you're like swinging the sword and keeping it at a distance. <laughs> I can picture it in my head, and I like it. Um, this one is going to go for Artyom, um, because he made him hot. <laughs> I make everybody hot. <laughs> that's a 19. Woof. Would you like to use a warning player? Uh, I w- oh, wait, I can't, because it's a... Uh, it's, uh, Disadvantage. Oh, wait, wait, so that's that's a thing. Okay. Yeah, let's use Warding, warding Flare. Okay. That is a 15. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, it's a 15 total? 15 total. Okay, and that's a miss. Okay. Um, so it does not connect with you. It's just kind of like stuck to your leg, and you're kicking your leg out. They're very sticky. Anything they come in contact with, they sort of adhere. So the Warding Flare, I as soon as it tries to attack me, I flare up the light that's inside of it already and just whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting very agitated by this, like, glowing, shooting out of it, like a little gross booger disco ball. You've got a rave going on inside of it. We are the least subtle party with the Sonic... <laughs> With the, up the, up the sand the and the ball. Sonic and the everything, and now we're in the dark, and we've just got the strobe effect going out here. Like, Dude, I dig <clears> it. I love it. That one went for that. And so the one that's attacking Morty is at disadvantage um, because of the frostbite from Christ. And that is a miss, uh, thankfully. It tries to lash out, and its little pseudopod just freezes in place. So now it's kind of this gross ice sculpture. And the last one is going to go for Christ, who is still remaining at your feet. That is a 13. Oh, that hits. Okay. You are going to take one point of acid damage. No. As it just manages to slip in between like your, your shoe and your pant leg and get some get some skin. Give me some skin. Mm. I'm taking it. Uh, that makes it Harothox's turn. All right. I'm going to try and finish off the one that Arvid attacked. Okay. 
So swinging the shillelagh. Very good. 22. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By several denominations. Yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> Uh, seven points of magical damage. Okay, you kill the thing. Um, you kind of bat it off of the blade, but as it explodes in its dying moment, it releases this cloud of horrible, noxious fumes. And I need both uh, Harithax and Arvid to roll me a con save. So my consume essence ability that lets me like devour the essence of a creature when I reduce it to zero, mm-hmm. does that happen immediately on reducing it to zero, or would this happen after its death burst? We'll see it happens before. Okay. So I get I five temporary 19. HP. Very good. Con 12. That's enough. Okay. Um, neither of you are affected by breathing in some of this horrible gas. You manage to either hold your breath or just kind of bear through it. It, it doesn't feel good, but you resist. Uh, and that will make it Artyom's turn. Can I move afterwards? Oh, I'm sorry. That wasn't the end of your turn. I apologize. That's yeah, my fault. No, yeah, that's, I, I'm going to move over here next to this one. I might provoke from this one, but I want to move over here because Chris is a squishy sorcerer. Certainly. No, I'm always so good about asking if anyone wants to move and I forgot. My bad. And that makes it Artyom's turn. All right. So uh, since it just did its attack of opportunity against him, I'm going to go ahead and do a two-handed attack. I'm going to slash this guy, mm-hmm. um, move away from him, and then shoot the one that's attacking the dog. Okay. Let's see the uh, sword I'm gonna move. I'm going to move directly between Arvid and uh, Christ. Okay. Well, uh, let's do the sword attack first and see how that goes. Shusha. Yeah. 19. That does hit. And that's a D8. Six plus uh, three, so nine. All right, um, before you back away, you cleave through this one and it splatters against the wall, but it also releases this cloud of horrible gas. So con save. Uh, is 14 going to do me? You're good. Uh, you again breathe a little bit in, but you hold your breath and just bear with it. Wicked. And then I'm going to turn and shoot. Do not hurt the dog. Suka. Uh, not a hit. What's your total? Uh, eight. That hits. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Uh, so that is a D6. That's going to be... I don't have a D6. Would you like me to roll a D6? Uh, nah, I got it. Okay. Ka-chika. Four uh, with the adding dicks. Okay. Uh, it's your offhand thing. I don't think you get to add dicks if it's an offhand. Oh, cool. Thing. Even better. One damage. Okay. Uh, two of the done, one getting hit by that. Got it. And his disadvantage is gone because he already used that attack. But that is two down and two remaining. Um, that will make it Christ's turn. Morty, you need to move! So Christ will ready chromatic orb mm-hmm. uh, in ice mode so that hopefully it freezes the poison cloud instead of releases it. Cool. I like uh, that very much. After, after Morty moves, of course. Okay. Morty is going to go on Arvid's turn, which is now. Um, you're using a held action for Chromatic Orb. So go ahead and you go first, and then Morty will. So it sounds like um, the one that was on Morty is likely to... You're going to attack it? That's the point. Mm-hmm. It sounded like it. You made it pretty clear that it was... So I should uh, go to that one, who is in front of uh, Christ. I'll, I'll fight off Christ's, and Christ will fight off the dogs. I like it. Okay. It's a lot of moving around. Ten, a lot of shifting gears in this 15. booger fight. Um, Surprising, considering how mobile boogers typically are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just um, regular swing with the uh, two-handed. The big lad. The big lad. It's not so good. It's uh, seven. That hits. Wow. <laughs> Literally only miss on a natural one. Jesus. <laughs> Nine. 
Nine to the one that is attacking Chris. And that is a first booger blood on that, that particular ooze. Um, and now um, Morty will go. Um, he's actually going to turn and try to bite the one, but kind of get it, like pull it to be in front of him. So he's just like holding it up in the air. Um, he's going to make a chompy chomp attack. He rolls a one on the dice. Um, so big fumble for puppers. Let's see how that it goes. It tasted bad, right? It tasted so bad. He was not prepared for such a nasty, stingy, bad flavor. Um, so he is, in fact, while he bites down, he gets a good mouthful of this, but he just takes acid damage as he bites it, um, which is two. And uh, he will then back away. And you can recognize that as a dog swear because you still have speak with animals. <laughs> <laughs> Does he actually back away? Yes, he just scoots back a little bit and this thing's going to try to lash out at him. If you could slide Morty kind of towards Herifax a little bit. It was almost a 20. <laughs> Poor Morty. No, it uh, it does not hit. That is a miss. Um, that brings us to the top of the round. There are two remaining. They're going to do the most they can before they go down. Um, but at that, you are triggering your I chromatic tr- orb. Yes. Uh, can you twin cast that? You would have had to prepare that part of it. Okay. But in the future, you can totally twin cast chromatic orb. Okay, cool. Then yes, uh, releasing it. Uh, and if it hits, it's a 3d8. I like it. And they're, we've learned that they're not easy to miss. Oh, okay. So just... Do I? What? What do I? You have a plus five. Okay, so thirteen total. Very good. That's a d10. Not the right thing. This one's a d8. I think I gave you three d8 specifically (laughs) because I knew you'd cast that spell. Oh, okay. I don't think you. I just gave you two. Okay, that's cool. There you go. And this is ice damage. This is ice damage. So that is eleven total. Sick, and that's the one that's on Morty. It's not quite enough to drop it, but it is now mostly frozen in place. It still has a little bit of hit points left. Um, and that will make it their turn. Um, so the part of it that's not frozen is going to kind of break free and just kind of slither out of the ice and move over towards Herothax. Um, that is a 15 hit. That hits. And you're taking half damage of this, which will be three. Nice. It keeps um, rolling max on that. It's the but... best he could do. <laughs> the other one's going to go for Chris because it's already stuck to your pant leg. And that is over 20, so you're going to take three more acid damage from the booger booger. All right. Moving on in the initiative, we're back to Herifax. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hold my breath and mm-hmm. then attack the one behind me with the shillelagh. Very good. It looks real well. It's hard to describe their anatomy, but it looks hurt. 18. Yes. I had a feeling. Yeah. Ooh. That's 13 points. It explodes, and since most of it is still frozen in ice, I will say this one does not release the noxious cloud due to Chris's careful magical planning. That will bring us to Artyom. Do you have another one of those uh, the ice things against this, okay? Yes. Yes, I can use another. Uh, let us do that. I will ready a shot just in case. And everybody get the hell out of the way. All right. Um, so you get your crossbow ready. That makes it Chris's turn. Can I back up and ready in action? Uh, you can, yes. Or you can just use your cantrip. You don't have to be... It's okay to be adjacent to next to someone if they're doing a saving throw thing. It doesn't hurt you at all. So, like, for example, you could use Frostbite on it and not have to move away, but I realize you want to, just so you know. So how you could work it is if you hit it with a Frostbite, it would have disadvantage on its attack of opportunity to hit you as you back away. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, then, yeah, let's, uh... Hmm, but Artyom really wanted to kill us now. Yeah. Um, My only goal is to get everybody away. Yeah. Well, that would that would free up the shot for him to take and let you move away safely, so I think okay. it's a... Then, then yes, Chris will... Uh, Cast a frostbite. Well, I rolled enough to pass, but then I subtracted stacks, so it fails. <laughs> yes! Subtracted stacks. I think it's just a d6, right? It is. <laughs> it's a one. All right, so it's going to take its attack opportunity on you as you move away. 
uh, disadvantage. Holy crap, I'm sorry, I rolled really good. Um, oh, jeez. Mechanically, that was the right thing to do, but not via luck. Uh, so it does, in fact, hit you with a 21 for six acid damage. Okay. <laughs> sorry. That hurts. That yeah, hurts it does. a lot. You can feel free to slide your miniature over if you'd like. But the good news is, RTM, you get your shot that you held for when someone gets out of the way. Um, I was I was waiting until everybody gets out of the way. Oh, I see. I got yeah, you. Yeah, because like of the poison. Yep. Sure. Now I understand. Mechanically, you could have probably gotten away scot-free, but the dice were kind of against you on that one. Yeah. I just want to kind of teach you how that cantrip can be utilized when you're next to someone. Uh, that makes it Chris went So Arvid, you were up. Mortal dog, let's go and charge away. Okay. Um, it already used its attack of opportunity for the round, so Morty's going to follow behind you. Just <laughs> And since he's not going to get a turn and he's already holding his breath, I'm just going to go ahead and shoot it. Sure, go ahead and make your shot. Mm. Sorry, Dragon Man. 17. Super definitely hits. Let's and see. you do get to add your full decks on this one. Cool. Seven. That is just enough. Um, it kind of pops like a balloon full of snot and splatters out over the ground. And you guys realize that some of the other ones are kind of starting to like undulate and shift along the walls, encouraging you to just kind of continue. You, you realize if you move at a pretty good pace, you can stay ahead of them and they will not attack you. Perhaps we should uh, shake a leg. Artyom, uh, I'm a little hurt. Can I get that potion back, please? What is this? You're the... These tiny cuts. This is nothing. I, I, I'm not doing well at all. <sighs> when I was in Underdark, I dragged myself through five miles of jagged rocks, and the only salve I had was pickle juice to pour into my open wounds. But fine, I'll give you your health potion. I came back to him. Chris just chugs it. Uh, you were, ooh, I rolled really good. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine hit points back from the potion you found in the wagon. Thank you. And as you continue on, leaving the long chamber of boogers, as it will be called, it's actually called the Shifting Caverns, that does not matter, um, you enter a straight-arched tunnel that's around 100 feet long end-to-end. The walls are made of soft, pulsing membrane that seems to expand and contract very slightly, and powerful gusts of stinking wind seem to tear through the tunnel with enough force to easily send a human flying. There seems to be pauses between the gusts as the walls contract. I would like to see if Arvid can recognize something about the anatomy here, because, you know, animals. Sure, why not? Uh, go ahead and do me a nature check. 17. 17, awesome. Uh, you're pretty sure that this is something akin to what a human animal would have for, like, a windpipe or around the trachea area. It's a breathing apparatus. These are, these are breaths being drawn in and cast out. Uh, the wind is very strong, but you feel like if you timed it right or used some kind of clever way of proceeding, you might be able to make it without getting blown back, as they say. What if we kill this beast? Maybe we'll get a better reward. Hubris. What even makes you think we can get out of this beast? Right now, we're moving down the endless membrane tunnels, and you're looking, maybe we could kill it. I tried to cut this thing. It does nothing. Uh, you make a valid point. I'm just bringing up the fact that... What would increase our standing more, delivering these crates or killing a wild sand beast? Well, I don't think technically we have a quest to kill this thing. We do have a quest to deliver meat. Yes. And there is plenty of meat in this creature. Yes, and if we can secure the trade route, if we can, it would be a bigger boon quest-wise to the LUQ than doing the escort quest. I know we are in danger of being digested by a giant monster from the desert, but I'm very uncomfortable with leaving without those chests. I agree. We should really get those chests. This is the way to chest, yes? Maybe. Um, it seems like we're going from the stomach to the mouth. How would you like to proceed through this, what is known as the Howling Tunnel? Perhaps we all draft off to each other. Yeah, back up each other, push forward, it's wind, right? Yeah, it's come from one direction. My recommendation, smallest person front, 
and then larger and larger behind us to uh, maybe cause some draft. Duh? Um, does anyone still have their rope? I'm certain someone has some adventuring rope. I actually don't have rope. I have a scholar's pack. Everything's flat. I, I, have, wrong. I have a basic adventurer's pack that has a rope, right? It does, yeah. I, cool. I do. I have 50 feet of hemp rope. Very cool. good. Um, it's, it's almost like a, a tube shaped. It's not like a flat hallway. It's kind of rounded. Mm. But we are um, horizontal. And yeah. It you, never changes from that. Correct. You're not in some sort of rotating thing. So tie rope to everybody. All right, so you start pulling out your 50 feet of rope and generally getting around people's waists. Uh, who's going to lead the charge? Can I suggest Morty? I was going to say Morty. So to my knowledge, correct me if I'm wrong here, physics-wise, the smaller person at the front will cause a lesser and lesser uh, impact to hit the larger person. The larger person means a greater uh, wind resistance because they have a larger surface area. So a smaller thing that's more aerodynamic, which is the dog. Dog is great. Uh, my only concern would be that besides Morty, if somebody ahead loses grip, doesn't that kind of screw it up for everyone, or is it catch? You're the there to catch him. To... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I uh, I get Morty ready. I time to me because I think I'm the next smallest person, um, <laughs> and then just do the thing. He's about as tall as you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, remember Morty's the size of like a the small horse. Oh yeah, sure. He does have less surface area on the front though, and True. four legs, which means he can. Mm-hmm. All right. So what I'm going to do is have everyone in the group roll me an athletics check. We're going to take uh, your totals and kind of average them together. I'm going to cast guidance on Mort. Is Morty rolling? Yeah, Morty will roll. Oh. Morty's probably got good athletics. He has actually very. He has one skill. Who's who here's Shat with athletics? I have a zero. I have a zero. I have a zero. Most of you. So do you want a guidance? I'll guidance. And that way we sure. I'll, I'll guidance the sorcerer and okay. uh, I'll guidance you. And okay. I'll just deal. <laughs> D four. Yeah, plus one d4. 18. Ooh. Didn't even need it. 17. I also roll an 18. Nice. Uh, high five loudly. Morty gets a 15. Ah, we did better than the dog. Ha! Fuck you, dog! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> so the group, all bound and tied together, um, managed to force their way forward. All of you kind of hit the deck about 30 to 40 feet up, moving as fast as you can when this huge gout of wind blows over the top of you. Um, you all being bound together helps increase your weight. So the, just this wind is like sliding you guys back, but then you get up and as a group charge forward again and staying close to each other and cutting as much like wind velocity as off of your group as you can. You manage to make it through uh, this howling tunnel filled with this horrible wind. Um, and you're certain that the strength of that gust was strong enough to knock any of you on your ass and send you flying. So it's good that you bound up as a group. Uh, You continue to follow the winding passage, steeling yourself against these gusts of wind and noticing a rhythmic pulsing in the ground that grows in strength as you proceed. After about 40 feet, you make it to what looks like a fleshy dead end, which suddenly splits open, revealing that it is in fact two massive valves. They only remain open for a moment before slamming shut, and in the brief time you see another set of valves just a few feet behind them. You're certain that this is the only path to take, just as you are certain that you don't want to get caught between those huge crashing gates. Immortal Dawn presses onward and downward, trailblazing the inner workings of some mysterious massive monster. Will they find their precious cargo? Will they find a way out? One thing for sure, I'm glad these scrying stones don't let you experience the smell. I bet that big bastard's giblets smell worse than the business end of a bugbear's birthday suit. Look, I'm no wormologist, and I ain't rightly sure I ever met one, but I'm guessing at the exit of this thing, and everyone's thinking it, right? Am I going to have to be the one to say that they should head for the app? Assume nothing, Storm, my friend. New sights and experiences exist around every corner. What new depths will the Dawn witness? Or will they be imprisoned in the impenetrable paunch of this primordial paradox? Find out next time on the League of Ultimate Questing!
What an episode. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us for some more Cult of the Ma. I really appreciate that you guys get to listen to my module. It's very exciting for me. And we'll go around the table and introduce ourselves real quick. My name is Michael Loving. I play Haruthax, the Dragonborn Warlock of the Firstborn, a custom patron created by law for this game. I am Zach Barkas. I am the editor and producer, and I also play Artyom, the Cleric of Sun and Suffering. Uh, my name is Alante Barakat, and I play Chris Zagran, the Crystalline Sorcerer, also a custom origin made by law. My name is Samantha Frost, and I play Arvid Ulfmund, the Barbarian crossing into Druid. I've got, got some good stuff coming up, guys. My name is Law. I'm the Dungeon Master and Creative Director of Slapdash Studios. And thanks for joining us for the League of Ultimate Questing. New episodes go live every Monday with bonus content every Friday. You can listen to us at theluq.com or wherever podcasts are available. If you have questions about the show or are interested in advertising opportunities or have ideas for fake ads, please send them to us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. Please be sure to follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at slapthedash. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please, please share it with your friends. That way we can all keep growing and questing together. And if you're interested in branding yourself to the beloved followers of the LUQ, please get our t-shirt. It's super comfortable and looks really neat. But until next time, we wish you luck.